You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. And I, I want to speak from something that the Lord has been speaking to me about in this hour. And... It might be the strongest word that I've ever brought. It might be. But I think that we all know and we can feel that the Lord is moving. You can feel that there's something that's taking place. I can feel it in our hearts and you can feel it in the hunger rising inside of us and knowing that there's something taking place. And and in knowing that, know that the enemy knows it too. And we'll always try to fight against the plans and the purposes of God. And I felt like the Lord began to speak to me the the other day. And you know the Lord is so gracious and he's so good and he he gives us insight into what the enemy would endeavor to do. He's like just so you know this is what's up. And I was I was sitting on my couch the other day and the Lord began to talk to me about offense and the, and the spirit of offense and I felt like I needed to come today to, to, to talk about it and this is what the Lord began to show me that as we've been talking about transition and, and how God was moving us places and I know many of you in many of your stories lots of you have changed jobs and gone back to school and you know, just amazing stuff that's been taking place as the Lord begins to shift you in different areas of your life and some have moved and it's just been like all of a sudden God just shifts and and in that has been a process in itself of like okay okay this is scary these are big steps but endeavoring to obey the Lord and surrender to him and you've begun to step out to do that maybe some of you are just beginning to do that but in any event know this in this process of shifting and transitioning and obeying and, and, and stepping out into places you've never been before, that there's this vulnerability that's taking place. There's almost like this rawness in our heart of like, oh God, this is really scary, but I'm trusting you. But, but before you had the comforts and things that you could kind of hide behind, but now there's this place in our hearts that feel raw and feel vulnerable. I'm trying to think of of other words that it just feels really open as we're going into this kind of what seems unknown. And I heard the Lord say to me the other day, make sure that while I have caused this vulnerability in your heart, and this openness and this newness to take place that you don't grab for the spirit of offense to protect yourself. And and it was so profound when he said it 
because I began to see in my life, in others' lives even, when we're going places and you, you feel uneasy where you are. You're, you're like, I'm trusting God, but I've never been this way before. And, and it's, it's just that feeling where someone can come alongside and because of the vulnerability, something they say or something that they do, we grab it because of the rawness and because we want to protect ourselves with how we feel, we take on offense. Am I making sense? Does that make sense? And the Lord began to show me that this is one of the schemes and the plans of the enemy right now against his body. And in fact, he says that the enemy, the spirit of offense lies at the door waiting to pounce. And I heard the Lord say, stay alert, stay alert, be aware. This is how he's operating in this time. Offense will cause division to come in. It will cause separation to begin. It will cause hardness of heart. It will cause pride to rise up in our lives. And God says, guard against it. I'm just going to check my notes because I, he said, stay open. As God has caused this vulnerability, this stepping out, in these, causing this feeling of vulnerability, he's actually meant for us to draw together, to be closer together. I, I, I'm, I'm peeling back the pieces of my heart. I'm stripping them away so that I can draw closer to the body I'm meant to be connected to. But see, offense waits for those moments to pounce in that place to cause you to harden your heart and separate from the body. And this is how the enemy is operating. So the Lord says, I have caused that vulnerability to take place, that stepping out, that transition, all of that has been ordained by me. And the Lord says, stay open. Stay open, recognize it, stay open. I've caused this. And then he said, stay aware that the enemy, the spirit of offense is waiting to where it can get in. Come on, I, I don't know if any of you have felt this in the last couple of weeks, but I sure have. Where it's this like mind games or you know, what did they mean by that? Or what's actually happening here? Or that feeling of it, that's the enemy. And he's trying to get in there. And so the Lord says, beware of this in this time, because this is how he's operating to cause separation in the Bible, in the Bible. <laughs> well, he did that in the Bible too, in the body. And I just, I just, before I move on to the next word, I want, I want to clarify this. I want you to take this as a very serious, serious word. to recognize that God is giving you strategies in this time of how he's about to move in his body, move in his church, move on the earth in this time. 
And so I just, I feel the weight of this word as God's saying, I, you need to be aware of this. And then he said to me, step back. Step back. When you begin to feel those things going on wherever you are, maybe it's with your spouse, maybe it's at work, maybe it's with your close friends, whatever it is, wherever it is. When you begin to feel those feelings of I'm, I'm getting offended here or I'm upset, they're making me mad. I don't know what's going on here. Step back. And he says, I will reveal what's going on. You have the spirit of truth. Ask him, what is true here? What's going on here? What is the lie? Because oftentimes as you give into and you lend your ear to that offense, then it begins to play out scenarios and things in your mind as you give into it. And the Lord says, do not go there. As soon as you feel the feeling, step back. And is what I'm actually thinking or giving my ear to, is that actually happening? What's actually going on here? Holy Spirit, speak to me. Don't play into it. There is a much bigger agenda of the enemy and he's waiting for you to open the door to him. The enemy is trying to destroy relationships within the body of Christ, within homes. Do not let it. I'm going to go into James, which is a book that I've been hanging out in. And James is a very strong book. It's like one you don't really like to hang out in very much. It's like, oh, why does every line hurt? <laughs> But James talks a lot about relationships. It talks a lot about, I shouldn't say it doesn't talk a lot about relationships. It talks a lot about what not to do <laughs> within the body of Christ. And so I'm going to start in James 3, but, I, but I'll just start in James 3 and we'll move. James 3 verse 14 says, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is a selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Stop there for a second. Jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom, which means that jealousy and selfishness at work in your life will sometimes seem like wisdom. And so it says, this is not God's kind of wisdom. So the need to protect yourself, the need to put you first, all of that will sound like sound wisdom to you. And so you need to be aware of jealousy and selfishness. He says, so this is not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Wow told you James is strong these things at work in your life are earthly unspiritual and demonic for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition there you will find disorder and evil of every kind <sighs> so where this is at work 
you will see things that aren't in order. Another version of it in, in the voice, it says it like this. Any place where you find jealousy and selfish ambition, you will discover chaos and evil thriving under its rule. That just really made me take a step back and be like, whoa. Where is there chaos in my life? Is there selfishness and jealousy? Now let's look at the definitions of selfishness and jealousy because I first read this and thought, well, you know, like everyone has a little tendency to be a little selfish, right? Like we're always dying to ourselves. <laughs> but I'm not a jealous person. So jealous, no, selfish means a person, action, or motive lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. I'm concerned about how this turns out for me. Think about that in regard to relationships. When someone's hurt you, who's the first chief person you start to think about? Is it the other person? And then jealousy means showing envy over someone's achievements or advantages. We know that. It also means being suspicious. It means being fiercely protective of your own rights, your own position, and your own possessions. It means envy, bitterness, discontentment, resentful, grudge-holding, defensive, and mistrusting. Defensive, mistrusting, So then the scripture says, with those things in mind, the bitterness, the discontentment, the being resentful of something, grudge-holding, defensive, mistrusting, suspicion, and then for selfishness, trying to fight for my own position, it says that it's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic, and you will find disorder and evil of every kind where that is. In Acts 4, where you see the church is thriving, you see that there, there are just, they, are, they says they have everything in common, they're doing all these things together, the church is growing, they have great things, they're seeing miracles, and they are running with it. In, verse, in chapter 4, verse 32, it says, there was no selfishness found among them. It says, it says it like this, selfishness was not a part of their community. It wasn't there. So then the Lord goes on to say, or excuse me, James goes on to say, verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. This is wisdom. This is 
It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. Willing to yield to others. Instead of my own opinion or my own agenda or what I think is right, I'm willing to yield. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It is full of mercy. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. The voice says it like this, the seeds, the seed that flowers into righteousness will always be planted in peace by those who embrace peace. We need to be those that are embracing peace at this time. Those that are deferring to others and not trying to hold on to our own agenda. Because you see that jealousy and selfishness is a work of the devil. And this is why the importance in the word today is it's not just a one-time thing where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take this. So I'm just going to be a little offended. I'm just going to hold on to this. No, because that's the entrance that the enemy wants to get in to cause chaos and evil to begin to thrive. And we must stand at the door and say no and choose peace. Choose to be those that are carrying peace. And then we go in on to James 4. We're going to look at it there. Um, at the beginning of it, I'm not going to read the part, but at the beginning of it, it talks about your backbiting and fighting to get your own way. And you're talking about each other and you're after it and you're going after it. Listen. Without getting into a big, long story, I have seen that in action before. I'm sure we all can say I have seen it before. Where you see people begin to take the bait of Satan and begin to backbite and talk against one another. And I'm telling you, what it opens the door to is evil. It will cause death to enter in. When Christians use their words against one another, it causes curses to enter in. And so I'm warning you this morning by the Spirit of God, do not use your words against one another. But it starts with allowing the spirit of offense to come in. That's how it begins. Okay, ver or chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 4. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy with God, of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? 
They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. There's so much in that. But first of all, it says he gives grace. He gives grace. He gives grace to the humble. I, I've had it over the last couple of weeks where I have had to sit with myself and think myself through things, speaking to the Lord about it, of what is going on right now in my heart. And, and honestly, the Lord has said to me, you need to humble yourself. That in relationships, in things going on, that my pride would want to rise up and protect myself and say, I have every right to do this, to think this, to be like this. I have every right. And the Lord would step into the middle of that and say, no, you don't. You humble yourself. You choose what is right. It talks about being peacemakers. You choose that. And in the middle of that place of being like, you know what? You're right. I am laying my will down. I am laying what I feel like doing, what I feel like saying. I must submit this to God. And in the middle of that, as you are humbling yourself, what's it say? He's giving more grace. So my ability or my need, my want to protect myself in relationships with the body of Christ, with people who have placed her, my want to do that. When I humble myself, he actually releases a grace to be able to walk it out. But pride is the opposite. It says he resists it. That he won't partner with it. It says he opposes it. Think about that. He's against it. So you, you acting like that and being like that in relationship, God says, I, I will not, I will not partner with that. And so in your relationships, in your families, in your homes, in your, in your marriage, maybe it's with a boss at work, you have no right to hold on to your pride there, not according to the Bible. So I don't know what humbling looks like to you. That's between you and God. But God, me humbling myself, what do you want me to do? I'll lay it down. My fight, my, my, my need to want to be right in this, I, I lay it down. What do you want me to do in this? And like it talks about in James 3 where they're deferring to one another. And then it says, so humble yourself before God. And then it says, resist the devil. That there is resisting that needs to take place in this day, in this hour. 
the Lord is warning us of how the enemy is at work in this time. And we must resist him. It's like, I see you. I see how you're working. Suddenly my heart is angry at, you know, so-and-so, and it's never angry at so-and-so, and I'm feeling this, and you know the feeling that comes with that. To turn around and be like, no, no, enemy, I see you. You don't get to have your work in relationships in my life with my church, with the body of Christ. You don't get to have your work there. The Bible says he will flee from you. There is active resisting that needs to take place. Don't be passive about this. Active resisting. If it means you have to go over and above to make something right, do it. Verse 8 says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Like, you're, like we're choosing bitterness. We're choosing selfishness. We're choosing jealousy. We're choosing to be offended. And he says, it, you're causing a divide. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. And it says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. It just goes back to that, I trust you, God. I trust you. Proverbs 13.10 In the Passion Translation says it like this, wisdom opens your heart to receive wise counsel. And we saw in, in verse three of James where he's saying, this is the wisdom of God. The selfishness and the jealousy, that's not the wisdom of God. And so it says, wisdom opens your heart to receive wise counsel, but pride closes your ears to advice. And look at this, and it gives birth only to quarrels and strife. Pride gives birth to quarrels, quarrels, am I saying that right? Quarrels and strife. I remember one time I was babysitting the Thiessen kids. This is a total side note. This is to lighten the mood. I, <laughs> Stephen um, was a very cute little guy, and, and, um, but he used big words lots, and I just never was someone that used big words, and we were pretty close in age, but I remember coming over to babysit and Stephen saying to his siblings, now guys, there will be no quarreling, Dad said. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know what that word meant. It's like, okay, I guess we're not allowed to do that. No quarreling, you guys. Anyways. <laughs> but pride closes your ears to advice, and it gives birth only to quarrels and strife. And I just feel like the Lord being like, look, at this is why we need to humble ourselves right now. Because the Lord is birthing something. We are birthing something right now. 
But that's what you feel in the atmosphere. The atmosphere is pregnant with what God's about to do. But if we choose pride, we'll birth something opposite, like it says. And then verse 11 says, don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. speak evil against each other. Even in your homes, be careful what's coming out of your mouth right now. So the Bible says, speak blessing, not cursing. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone, who gave the law, is the judge. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? Proverbs 10, verse 12 says, Hatred keeps old quarrels alive, but love draws a veil over every insult and finds a way to make it disappear. I love that. But love draws a veil over it and finds a way to make it disappear. What does it do? It covers them. Love covers them. the Lord say, don't hold on to the past. That in this time, whether the past is 10 years ago or the past was five days ago, that today, uh, and I, I'm finished, and today, as you're, as we move forward, that we recognize what the Lord is saying to us. And for those of us that have been carrying offenses, it's not good for you. We know that, right? I mean, the world knows that. But there's something so much deeper at work if you hold on to it. the end of James 4, it's, it ends with, and those who know to do right but don't, so he ends this whole thing, it's sin. So that there be a releasing today 
have old grudges, new grudges, offenses. If there's selfishness that the Lord is highlighting to you, I know the Lord's been highlighting it to me. It's just like, wow, I didn't know that was even in there. Jealousy, criticism, pride. That today we begin to release it, just loose it from us. I'm like, I'm not taking part in that anymore. And be those that are carriers of his love, carriers of his peace, and we are planting seeds of peace like it says where we go. And shut the door. Where if we've allowed it into our homes, that we that that in this moment we repent of it. Just God, I I see it clear, loud and clear. I have been partnering with that spirit. I've allowed it to happen, and you begin to repent for it and close the door. Any words spoken that you have spoken against somebody, repent for those words. Call those words void that they will not accomplish what they were sent out to do. And then you begin to bless those people. Father, forgive us for speaking against our own body, our own people that you have connected us with. Forgive us for speaking against those that we're in covenant with. For harboring offense. Father, forgive us for the pride that we felt that we had a right to when we so clearly do not. And Father, today in this moment, we humble ourselves, we go lower. As you're revealing the things in our heart and in our life. That look like jealousy and selfishness and a critical spirit, a judgmental spirit. God, any of those things that we've allowed into our life. God, we loose it from our souls. We loose it from our lives, any hold that it's had on us that caused us to see even differently. God, we loose it off of our eyes. Loose it that way of talking from our mouths. And we bind the spirit of love and peace to us. And Father, where we have opened the door to the enemy and allowed chaos to come in, allowed division to come in, allowed disunity to come in, and every evil thing, like it says in James, 
of our lives. You say it's not welcome here anymore. We shut the door to those things. that we are carriers of peace. We speak blessing. We sow seeds of peace wherever we go. We don't speak against other churches. We don't speak against business leaders. We don't speak against our city council. We are those that bless. Forgive us, God. But God, thank you for always revealing to us where the enemy has tried to be at work. line in the sand and we say we won't go back there we won't go there and God we will continue to stay open in our hearts and in our lives with one another we will stay vulnerable We'll stay obedient. We'll stay surrendered. Trusting in you. We'll stay alert. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you alert us. offense would try to creep in, that we stay on guard, and that we will step back and assess the situation, knowing that the spirit of truth is on the inside of us. And I just declare unity. I declare unity. I declare oneness. as your spirit works among us to cause us to come even closer together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.